Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. Michael Jordan round, round 23. Means we are very close to semi-final time, MG. Good afternoon. Can you believe it? Um, round 23 already. Um, the season's gone extraordinarily fast, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I just... Well, yeah. This is this is the business end of the season. Now that, you know, Origin's done and a couple of um, couple of suspensions overnight wouldn't help one team in particular. I know that's oh. the Cowboys with uh, Val Holmes. They'd be ruining that. But uh, you roll the dice. What were they thinking uh, challenging know. that? Don't know. The, 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 if he didn't flush in the head. With a shot here, Jaden Campbell flushing the head with a shoulder. He was sent from the ground, and I don't know what the grey area was that they thought they could get that. Um, that I changed. think they thought they look and, and looking at it on replay and in, in slow motion, it, he does drop a, a, a touch, but then it's up to the defender, which was Val Holmes, to go a little bit lower himself. So it was a little mm. bit careless, and the the fact that his feet left the ground and he was never sturdy um, and, mm. and drove with his. His bum means that he was had no control of the tackle, so he was never going to win it. He was never going uh, to win it. And Jack DeBellin as well, unsuccessful. Same thing, yep. Again, I don't know. The, that if, probably wasn't the, as bad. That's, you know, the no, well, the hip drop a, does have some grey area to that's it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But um, if you're the Dragons, why are you, why are you bothering to – I guess Jack DeBellin's missed a lot of footy. He probably doesn't yeah, want true. to miss any more where he doesn't need to. Um now, we're going to get to round 23, and MG, uh, I did one of these for you last week, the ladder predictor, the what finals oh. will look like if X happens. Last week, I showed you what finals will look like if all the favourites win on the run home. Yep. Today, at the end of today's uh, show, I'm going to show you what the finals will look like if we have nothing but upsets on the run home. Okay? Oh, you love it. You're like, <laughs> right? little, you're like a nutty professor, you are. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. I live in the uh, NRL ladder <laughs> predictor lab. Um, but before we get to that, You've turned yes. your attention to the national side. Well, there is no... Um, apart from uh, the Tonga going to England at the end of the season, there isn't any internationals on. And um, I was looking at... I was doing a story yesterday about uh, France, how they pulled out of the Rugby League World Cup as hosts. And it looks like Qatar could take up the mantle as the uh, the new venue for really? the, the 2025 World Cup. So let's uh, get a little ticket over there, eh? It'd be good to go. Oh, that's where they played the soccer World Cup, yeah, just yeah. recently. The men's mm-hmm. World Cup, yeah. So, um, you know, I looked at, um, I put I put together a, a merit Australian team. If if I was picking a team tomorrow to play a test match in a couple of weeks' time against the Kiwis or the English or the Tongans or the Samoans right. or whoever, let's go. I'll come up with a team. Which um, seventeen? Seventeen. Any any extra on the touring party? Oh, yeah, you would have it. Yeah, you'd have a, Obviously, you have an extra, you know, two or three or four, right. but this is the team that I would pick if. Okay. So we're playing at home, so you don't need a touring party. Okay, let's go. Uh, fullback is Reese Walsh. Um, wingers, Cobbo and Val Holmes. Mm-hmm. Trell Mitchell and Bradman Best in the centres. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Munster and uh, Nathan Cleary. Cam Munster is captain. Nathan Cleary, vice captain. Uh, Payne Haas and Tino, front row. Uh, in the back row, I have um, Murray and Martin with Isaiah Locke. On the bench, who's DCE your hooker? Gets, who's your uh, nine? Harry, sorry, Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Um, on the bench, um, as a little bit of a fanfare and bon voyage type thing for the season, for a, for a career well done, is DCE number fourteen to cover my utility role. 
Mm. Cover anywhere in the back line plus hooker. Um, Pat Carrigan, Ruben Cotter, Lindsay Collins. Carrigan, Cotter, Collins. I'm just writing it down as I go. So the, the main omission for me there would, would be Fafita. I think in the I couldn't find somewhere in the 17 for him, which I, I, I tried hard to, but um, it's... Jeez, that's a bad. good side. That's a great side. And added part to it, if you were to appoint a coach, obviously there isn't isn't Kangaroo's coach, sure, but if you were to appoint a coach based on the season performance... Oh, oh good one. Um, uh, Ivan Cleary. Ivan Cleary. Okay. Yep. With Andrew Webster as an assistant. Andrew Webster as an assistant, yep. And Jeez, that's a good side. What's interesting to look at that side as well is that obviously Queensland winning State of Origin. Yep, it's it's not dominated by them as much as you would think. It's no, it you is. know there's there is a real mix there of of New South Welshman players in there. No, in fact, the other interesting point is not one non-Origin player in there. No, no. Well, I think Every single one of your team has represented Australia at uh, at Origin, um, which makes who, sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, Brevin Best has yet to make a debut for Australia. Um, I don't think Solon Cobbo has. Yeah, Cobbo's in there. So Best is the flyer, really. You think the performance for him at club level with the Knights oh, and, and that one origin game? I think what we've seen is the, the metamorphosis of Bradman Best complete. He's gone from the caterpillar to the butterfly. After being picked in the New South Wales team, I think it's he's come back and his club form at Newcastle has been extraordinary as well. Um, in fact, they find themselves where they are because of him and um, Caelan Ponga. Um, they just they're flying along. I know I'll get the Knights soon, but yeah, look, that's a. Um, I like and it, I'd like, and I'd like anyone who's listening to the podcast to try and yeah you know, pick out pick the eyes of it and see what where I've gone right, where I've gone wrong. I'm just if you look at the ladder, Panther, you, like it's a, it's good representation of the of the Broncos there with Walsh yep. and Payne and and Carrigan. Yep, and uh, I'm just. And and in Cobo as well on the wing. Yep. I'm just looking through and trying to think if there are any Panthers that are unlucky to not be there. Like Brian Toto not getting on a wing. Oh, well, there's Samoa. Him and him and Crichton weren't oh, Why am I just picking it? I, I feel like I'm just looking at the best team of the year. Not I keep yeah. forgetting you've picked the Kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the. Then we'll do that later. We'll do that after round 26. We'll a Dally M side. We'll pick a Dally M side. Yeah. Sorry, and, and I think Brian that's Tyler why Brian would be the first winger picks. I was going to say because I think that's why in my head I was going. Um, I was thinking about players like Jason Tamalolo and Sean Johnson, yeah. and I, and yeah, yeah. it's in the title, Liam. It's a kangaroo side. That's a merit team. Got the, guess who they're playing? No one. You peanut. <laughs> um, quick story for you there. You mentioned Dave Fafita. Yeah. I haven't told this story yet, but basically Ooh. on the weekend I did sideline we, for... Um, we need a, a newsflash signal. Uh, well, no, it's not news. It's it's me It's me owning up to, um, to an embarrassing moment, but I did... Sideline for Triple M NRL for the Titans Cowboys yes, game listened, on the weekend. I listened in. You went, it went great. Well, at one point, and I was sitting about two meters away from Corey Parker, who was there for Fox. So he's to my left. The Cowboys bench is to my right. And anyway, at one point in the second half, Dave Fafita came from the ground, and he was gassed. He hadn't had mm. a break in the. He it was. I think he played you know fifty five sixty minutes. Yeah, he did. And he was cooked. And from where he came off to my right, for the whole way. He walked past all the way down as he walked past me, probably 50 meters walking past me and all the way to the Titans bench on my left. I was just staring at him and in my head thinking, how do you tackle that? 
That man's <laughs> legs. Yeah. One of his legs is my torso. He's basically running with like two of my torsos. His ass is enormous. Like yeah. Kim Kardashian could only hope for an ass <laughs> like that. And I was sitting there and I was, and I remember thinking in my head, how, how do you, how, how is that human? Like he is just a phys, what a specimen. Yeah. And then as I, as I turned far enough, I met eyes with Corey Parker. <laughs> Who'd been watching me watch Dave for feet <laughs> and just pissing himself because he reckons he's like your jaws on the floor and just what staring at Dave for feeder. So to Dave for feeder, I didn't mean to make you an object. I may, you're a person. I acknowledge that, but I was, I, I, I actually thought of you, MG, because I was like, MG used to like. I get, people probably used to think that about MG, like the back in the day. Like, how do you tackle that? Because just. Yeah, it was so mountain different. of a human being. They are so they are built so different these days. They, are, you know, look at we spoke about Bradman Best earlier and the size of that kid. And it's all, it's all coming from the leg drive and the bums. It's all where all the strength is. He, he looks like was, he could. He looks like he could squat a small house, Dave Fafita. Yeah, like he probably if you could. need, <laughs> if you needed to move apartments, he could just pick it up and travel it. <laughs> Let's. So hey, quickly. Yeah. Speaking of the Titans, what's the what's the whispers about Justin Holbrook? Well, um. We already had him linked to a few clubs as an assistant coach, or um, I know that Newcastle is speaking to him, um, and that's a that's a that's that's a real rabble at the moment. The Knights, because you'd think that after four straight loss, uh, straight, sorry, straight wins, that Adam O'Brien's you know future would be kind of sewn up. It's obviously the obviously the players are playing for him, but there is a, I suppose the, there's a lot of chat about you know managers having too much say in in clubs dynamic. Um, and Adam, Adam O'Brien is managed by um, uh, Moses, Isaac mm. Moses. So, uh, look, it's, I, I think sometimes you've got to look outside that and, and think, that well, so everyone's got to make money. Everyone's got to make a dollar in this game because it's such a, mm. a juggernaut. I don't think we can keep blaming player managers for putting players at certain clubs on how their, how their team goes because, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's about – otherwise you've got to try and – I remember when I, I think I've told this story to you. When I first started playing, um, I, I didn't have my first manager until 1990. So I had three years in first grade, and I was just my accountant was my was my manager, yeah. Brian Tracy. And then Gus Gould came up to me and said, "You should get a manager." And I said, well, "Okay, you got any ideas?" And he said, "Well, I get managed by Wayne Beavers. He's he's good." Mm. So the Beaver came up, and I managed him. And he was the only player he had before me. I think it was Dave Gillespie. Um, so I, I had a player manager. I think there was about four or five in the NRL, the ARL back then, or the New South Wales Rugby League back then. I think now, I think now we've got say four hundred fifteen, twenty players. I reckon yeah. we'd have at least three hundred man- managers. And 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 they're picking up kids at at fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the, that, that's the big difference. When I when I played, um, you didn't have you didn't have the hawks circling the schoolyard with the, you know. Picking up kids from school carnivals and looking at the kids' carnival and signing them, mm. you'd see kids at carnival go, "Oh, he's going to be a good player in three or four years." But now the, the managers are taking a punt and going, "Okay, I'll sign you up because I think you're going to be good." So it's, it's a numbers it's, game. It's a numbers it's, game. It's, of course it is, Liam. It's it like is. it's like when you it's like back in the day, you used to walk into a bar, scattergun approach. If I go and ask for enough numbers, I might land one, and that's the attitude that player managers are taking yep. at kids' carnivals. So, which yep. which I think the game needs to be wary of because. Y- 
vulnerable. The kids are vulnerable at that age, and and parents don't necessarily, you know, ninety nine percent of the parents who, you know, raising these kids don't know how to deal with player managers. No. Don't know what they're necessarily they the, committing they see the to. Bright lights, and they go, oh, okay, we've got, we've got a, and it's a kind of a status thing these days. I've got a player manager. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, oh, I got, parents, I made this squad, I made this team, and I've and I've I've got a player yeah. manager as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a dangerous. Thing. And then if you don't deliver, or you get to a level. You know, maybe you hit 18 and the promise isn't there or the physical development doesn't come on like you'd hoped. Yep. You just cast aside because you're, you're just one You're one that didn't work out for the player manager, so they don't care. Um, yeah, there you go. Anyway. I'll, I'll, before we get into the, the round it is, I've got to give my performer of the round a big rap, and that was Cam McGuinness. Um, in a beaten team, got spanked by Penrith, 28 nil with the Sharkies, but unbelievably 80 tackles in a, in a rugby league game. <laughs> 80 tackles. I, I, I think one season I made 85. I was going to say, there's some players who haven't made that in their careers. Like that's that's phenomenal. And he 80 made. I, I, I think he ran for 14 times for 110 metres, played 80 metres, 80 minutes, sorry. Um, fantastic. It's just, you know. Um, these, what does these that say to can... you about the way that the Sharks are playing or that the Panthers are playing then? If, if that bloke oh, is the making Sharks. that meter. It's yeah. the Sharks. It's the Panthers. The Panthers. You, you know what you're going to get with Penrith because every one of their 17 does the job that the other blokes are doing. They, they play as a, I've never seen a team play so much as a team than I have with Penrith. You know, we've had some really good NRL teams since we we formed as the NRL in what 1998. Um, we've seen the Broncos, obviously. We've seen the Panthers. Um, and sorry, the Panthers, the Storm, the Roosters, who, st- who stick out. And we've the Panthers um, are, are trying to take that mantle off, I think, Melbourne and, and the Roosters for that. Mm. And I think if they go back to back to back, well, that's a, it's a fait accompli. But I think at the moment they're even, they're even the way they develop, they're develop, developing players, you know, and, and losing players like Matt Burton's and the kick hours and, and chorus hours and, and, and just getting on with life. Like it's not, it's a, you know, a mosquito on the shoulder. And to a lesser extent, Jack Cogger and Jamin Salmon have both just signed contracts to to head to other pastures. Obviously, Cogger's heading to the Knights and Salmon's heading to the Dogs. Yeah, you know, um, this that's you know, Jermaine Hopgood to the Eels last year. There was a Player of the Year in reserve grade. Uh, it's, it, it goes on and on. You've got uh, O'Sullivan up at the up at the Dolphins, who's done the same. So you obviously can't keep every young player that comes through the grades. But what is great that I think Ivan Cleary has developed. Is this, and we hear it a lot, but they actually perform it. It's the next man up syndrome. Yeah. And they ju- they jump in that team and they've still got Taylor May to come back on the wing and they've got Isaac Tago to come back. and Which got, speaks to the coaching that Ivan's doing because. I think so. I when think you, so. when you, when you coach talent, you can't, when it's just, when you, when you're relying on talent, you can't be the next man up mentality. And we see, we saw that with the Matildas. Sam yep. Kerr goes out. You can't just next man up. Or next player up with the Matildas because no, no. that you can't replace Sam Kerr, no. and therefore your system is affected. And we saw that in the first two games. And but even though the Panthers are deep with talented players, they're still not. Even if Nathan's out injured, they still keep rolling. Or if Dylan Edwards were to get injured, they just keep rolling. Or if yep. Isaiah, you know, you list them all, it's a system that they're playing. Bloody earth. And so yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's it's fantastic, but it's a, oh, I think mm. this competition this year is. I think that's why it's gone so quick, because when you when you're watching good footy, you you just keep wanting more of it. You yeah. know, I think the, the you want the weekend to come around quicker, and I think that's exactly what's happened this year. But this this has gone extra 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 quick because of the fact that I think 
the footy's been so fantastic that we can't wait to see the next round you know, come around. Yeah, even though we can't speak to players, it doesn't actually feel like it's being it's dragging of late. <sighs> hey, quickly, I do want to get before we jump into the round one last take from you on the Melbourne Storm and their antics over the weekend. Obviously, a twenty five year anniversary for the club. They celebrated and they rolled out. <laughs> Against Parramatta too. Replica trophies of the 2007-2009 titles that they were stripped of. What did you make of it? I, I didn't make anything of it. I think it was a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Um, I think that, the, you know, obviously those players, which my brother was one of them, so, you know, obviously I'm. they weren't – some of them guys obviously were systematically cheating the, the system. Mm-hmm. Or their their player managers were, or you know the CEO was, or mm. whatever they're doing with, to, to to cook the books. Um, I think that if you ask the players, they still think that they were the ones on the on the field who won the comp. Well, I, I didn't have any qualms with it. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I, it's it's some, one of them things that is a is a part of our history that we look back on, and I'd rather look forward, I suppose, in in, yeah. in you know what how good this competition is. But yeah, I yeah. think it was a bit of tongue in cheek, but bit of fun. Yeah. Bit of fun. I I loved it. I thought, and especially given that, uh, as you say, the 2009 grand final where they beat Parramatta. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing, the Parramatta players who were there. They should have bought a couple of speed bags out, like boats and (laughs) and just parked them next to the trophy. (laughs) Gee, I should have rolled up on a boat. (laughs) Yeah. Like Gilligan. (laughs) That would have been fun. That would have been good. Oh, geez, that would have set the... Some oh, of the media that alive, then that would have that would have irked a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, we would have never heard of the end of it. Hey, let's rip in to this round of footy, round twenty-three. Roosters Ooh. Manly Thursday yeah. night at the SCG. The Roosters, according to reports coming out today from Dave Riccio, are basically you know Cooper Cronk and Matt King and their coaching crew are, are being reviewed quite seriously because things are not going well and, and they're wondering whether it's off field, or you know, in the coaches' box, they need to address some stuff. So, Roosters, Manly. Well, when you've got a club like the Roosters and you're coming 14th, you've got to have a, an internal review on everything. I, I, I think, and if you if you Nick Politis, you haven't done your job as the owner of the club if you haven't done an internal review of, of everybody, a systematic review, because you've got to find out where where we've gone wrong. Um, we spoke about the Roosters a couple of weeks ago. We kind of pinpointed a couple of couple of things that have happened to them over the. The course of the year, and I think Joseph Sawali was the, was number one. I think as soon as that happened, that was very unrooster like for the, for a kid to go there and then just to say, "Boot, I'm, I'm going." In three years' time, it's that's kind of been the cat's tail that's dragged along yeah. for this season agonisingly. Then we had you know young Walker being dropped, which was another major explosion of, at the camp. It just seems to be an unrooster like uh, year they've had. Mm. Jason Riles leaves. Um, you know, there's there's three incidents that I don't, I don't think they've gotten over. And now, as you say, last night, I, I know that yeah, Ricky Owen 360 said that um, uh, they're all under the, under the you know, Matty King, um, Cooper Cronk. You've got to do that. You've got to have an internal review because the Roosters should not be coming 14th. No. With the, with the, with the list we're about got. to look at their squad on paper against the Manly Seagulls. And I'll tell you now, if every single person would say, I'll have the Roosters one, please. Are you tipping Manly. them? Are you tipping them at home? I, I think, yeah, because it's the SCG, I think. I think um, but Manly will be desperate because Manly are only just outside the top eight. Um, mm-hmm. So, And they seem to be getting on with life without Tommy Turbo, which is something I didn't think we'd say too often. No. Uh, Matt Lodge is, is, is solid in the middle. He's, he's added another bit of grunt. Um, yeah, I, I think because this is at the SCG and it's so expansive, 
I think that might suit the likes of uh, Joey Manu and, and Tedesco. All right, going with an upset to start. Roos, well, I think they're the favourites with the bookies, but um, yeah, they are. on the latter position. Um, Friday night, Seabus Super Stadium, Gold Coast. Titans taking on the Warriors. The Titans coming off, I wouldn't say their game of the year, but one of their better performances of the year, upsetting the Cowboys last week. Uh, and the Warriors looking to just keep that pressure on Penrith and, and Brisbane. So if there's a slip up, Broncos, uh, the Warriors could jag a top two spot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, well said. I think that if you look at their team, it's it's pretty full strength. The Warriors. Um, I look at the Titans team and I see that there's one omission. That's Tino, but they won last week without him. Um, uh, jo- Jojo Fafita's out this week. Tino was missing okay. last week through suspension, but Jojo goes out because he injured, I think, a syndesmosis or something. Okay, but, he did too. He did. Too. And Aaron so Shop comes Aaron in Shoop, at the centre. Shop comes in. Shop. Shop. Um. I think the Warriors in uh, – what's the weather like up your way? That's ah, nice. Like Beautiful. 20, 20, 24 degrees every day yeah. here. Conducive to um, expansive footy. Warriors will like that. And I, think, yeah, I think New Zealand Warriors might get this one. The, the, what I will say is a watch for – no doubt Des would have seen it last week. Uh, AJ Brimson was forced from the field early in that first half with a rib concern, and Jaden Campbell came in at fullback. Jeez, they look good with him at fullback. You've got to have him fullback. And got, then, to, but then, know, then AJ – yeah. yeah, well, he came back on and played in at centre in place of Fafita. Now, he made some mistakes at centre, but seeing him out there at the same time as Jaden, yep. it just it felt right. You know? It did. And no, I think you've got to find a position for both of them in your 13. Mm. They've both got to be in that starting. I think Jaden Campbell proves that every time he's, he's around the ball, something's going to happen. And he's just electric. He's, he's so much, he's just a taller version of his dad. His dad was, you know, Preston was electric every time he got the ball. And everyone used to say about Preston, no, he's too small. You can't do this, can't do that. And, well, Jaden Campbell's only slight, but he's he's got a massive ticker, and that's all you want in this type of league. And I think, the, yeah, saying that, I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors will be too strong. Second Friday night game, Panthers taking on the Storm, first v fourth once again. Nelson, big Nelson, is back mm. for the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> yeah, you want him on the bus when you travel out to Penrith. Of uh, what's you wrong, has the peach been? What's wrong with the peach? Suspended two uh, two suspension. So uh, right. Zach Hosking goes into the centres, who I've. He's had a fantastic year since coming over from um, the Knights. Was it no the Broncos via the Knights? Yeah. Um, played with his played against his dad, the Mule. Um, he was a manly big Hosco. He was a fantastic player, good cult figure. Yeah, and, and Panthers played Melbourne. I think about eight weeks ago in Melbourne without Nathan Cleary and spanked them. So oh, that, that's going to give Penrith untold confidence mm-hmm. going into this game, and oh, I think the Panthers will be too strong. Just quickly. On the Panthers while we're here, Dylan Edwards now reportedly almost a, a seven-figure yep. player, just yep. shy of a million dollars a season is the reports. Yep, he's on that money. We know Crichton's going. Cleary's on his money. They've signed Liam Martin, so he's on his money. Isaiah um, Isaiah Yo would be on his money. Uh, James Fisher Harris is on his money. How much Moses, money can Moses, Moses extended his deal? Um, how, how much Sorensen money can extended. be left for Jerome? I would say in the vicinity between six and seven fifty, and that's enough to keep him. Um, like I think it's enough. If they offered it to me, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, but surely course, there'd but... be some clubs in the comp who oh, would yeah. be offering him more than that. Well, I know that um, I've, I read before we come on here today that uh, the the Raiders have pulled out of the race to sign Jerome. They pulled out. Yep, I thought that would have wow. been a perfect fix. If he was going to leave Penrith, I thought that the Raiders would have been the perfect fix for him. But you know, with the... what about Manly? 
Yeah, Manly. Manly. I, look, I don't know if Drone wants to leave. He's, he's, you know, I know he's okay. bought a house locally in the same okay. suburb as me. Um, he's, he's won. He, maybe if they win back to back to back, that would be my only rationale for saying that he might look elsewhere for the for the big the big mm-hmm. payday. And I think he'll get the big payday, even if, even if it's with one of the lower clubs. But when you've done everything in the game that you've got to do, yeah. is is you know, money's the the driving force. Once you've done that, I suppose. Should the oh, dragons the go oh, hard at him? Who's that? Should the dragons try and land him? I mean, the um, reality is, any club in the comp would be lucky to have Jerome Luai. The quality, I think is, so. And I and you so. know, this is a guy who. But you're right. Does some of the magic and specialness disappear that, if he doesn't that, have Nathan next to him? I think the Dolphins would be the probably the, the place that he'd probably look oh. to if he went anywhere. Well, they got Katoa. Yeah, but Jerome's Jerome. You know, he's you know. <laughs> You've got Katara and O'Sullivan, who's, who's number seven, sharing that void, and then you've got Jerome at number six. With, the Dolphins you know, have already already rated the Panthers' stocks enough, haven't they? They've been in the cookie oh, jar enough. I'm just, trying to be, I'm just trying to be transparent here in what I think would be the best. With, with a young family, mm. um, with three young kids, I think the Dolphins' type of setup would be, you know, it's kind of a family orientated. It is. They're doing a good there. job. I, I always see the... You know, um, he's pretty With the Bromwich boys, and and they're they're doing a good job with what they're creating up there. Cowboys, Broncos, what a game. In Townsville, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Townsville will be jumping. They need to respond. Val Holmes out of the side suspended, obviously. They were underwhelming last week. They were really underwhelming. Uh, I know they'd been up for a long time. I think it was six wins on the trot. Uh, But they need to get back up quick because they're not locked in for finals yet. No, they're not. They're actually sitting outside it, um, and they're sitting. What are they sitting? Oh, they're sitting in eighth position as we they're sitting speak. in eighth. But, but yeah, there's some hairy games coming up for them, and this is one of them. And without Valentine Holmes, that leaves a big hole in the center area, and especially that left center area where they're going to be exploiting it big time. I think. Um, I think uh, that's the side that Tony Staggs plays mm-hmm. on. Yep. So uh, look for him to go down there with Reese Walsh. Um, every opportunity they get. Yeah, they were disappointing, and, and you mentioned it. When you're revving for so long, you, you kind of burn out the carburetor a little bit, and you it, it just, you know, you've got to take your foot off the pedal sometimes to get to grab, give the car some some air. They can't, they can't afford to because of their their start to the season, which was so ordinary. They're trying. They're playing. They're, they've been playing catch up the whole mm. season, and they've caught up to a certain degree. But at what cost? At what cost have they caught up to? Because when you can't rest all your Origin players, when you want to. Um, and they've got a plethora of them, um, that, that comes back to bite you on the bum. Yeah. Uh, this is a game which is going to be probably the game of the round. I, I just I, I can't tip against the Broncos in the form no. they're, they're displaying at the moment. I, no. I know this is on the, t- the Cowboys, and they will be better than they were against the Titans, but I think that they're playing against a better team as well in the, yeah. in the Broncos. And while I think Jordan Rickey's been included amongst the reserves for the Broncos, my understanding is they, they, they can afford to be cautious with him. They can afford they can. to take their time with him, so they're going to. Um, and when you add Jordan Ricky into that side, geez, it, it, it's a really, really good oh, team. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins, Knights. Dolphins, this one over in Perth, over in uh, the land of the great big MG. Bring back Western the Reds, Reds baby. Bring Western back. Reds town, uh, Optus Stadium, Perth. Geez, what a thrill for these two teams to get to play on that magnificent arena. Oh. Dolphins, look, geez, they were brave last week against the Dogs. They were so brave. Um, and they're going to have to be brave because the Knights are. are you could argue they're one of the they're the form team of the NRL right now after their win last week over the Raiders. 
Yeah, well, the Panthers um, have won five, so they're the, probably the most informed sure, team of the comp. Yeah, but then you got the, then you got the I, Broncos. I removed the, the Panthers from that yeah, conversation. And the Broncos. And the, Bron- <laughs> and the Broncos have won four, but I think you're right. The Knights are for mine. They are the story of the NRL thus far. You know, you've got Brabham Best firing, you've got Caelan Ponga firing, you've got the outside backs in Marju and Young, who are, who are genuine try scorers. Um, they've got Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings doing the do, and they're doing it dirty. You know, they're doing it in, in, in other teams' faces. And. Well, I kind of like that. Um, That's a real panel van of a calves of a halves pairing, isn't it? Tyson yes. Gamble and Jackson Hastings. It is. Well, then you know that overnight, um, young uh, Cogger just signed with the Knights as well. Mm-hmm. So um, things are looking good for for Newcastle. Um, they've got a good bench. I like their bench, um, the Knights. But the Dolphins will be up, I suppose, for it. Where they're playing this way, Optus. Oh, this is sorry, they're in Perth. In Perth. Du- double head out against the Shark and then Rabbitohs and Sharky. So. Um, We've both been there. We've seen how, again, it's a bit like the um, the SCG. There's a lot of room. It's an AFL field where they play yep. over there for the Eagles, um, which will suit the Newcastle Knights, I think, because of the speed they've got out in the back line. And I think that Caelan Ponger and Bradman Best will run amok. I think the Knights. And the, and the other element to that is I'm pretty sure Ponger and Gagai will have played there before when, yeah. when it went over there for State of Origin. So they'll actually... That's an advantage. I don't. I'm just looking through the list. Felice probably has. Felice might have been part yeah. of that Queensland side that went over there, so he might be able to bring some expertise. But for for Kalen and Dane, those outside backs to have that experience yeah. on that and know the space that they're afforded, it'll be an good advantage. Point. Very good and point. One of the one of the great what ifs of this season will be what if Kalen Ponger had been fit all year, because. Yep. You know, it, depending on how it works out, and I think they still might get there, but what if? What if Kalen yeah, had been fit all year? Just goes to show how good of a player he is. And yeah. we forget. We do, we forget. We we are forgetters in this comp, this, this <laughs> Short sport memories. of ours. Bunch of goldfish. We, yeah. Um, we're all you know, team, we're, team Reese Walsh now, aren't we? We're all recently, recent, what do you say, recently Recency bias? bias. Recency bias. I like that one. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. are because we forget. And and. Caelan Ponga made us remember in a big way this year that when he's got the ball in his hands and he's fit, there is no better sight in the, in the competition. Yeah. He's just he's just immaculate to watch. He hits holes perfectly. He's got a perfect pass. They were some of the t- they were some of the takes after uh, State of Origin after Reese Walsh. I think game two or something. It was like Caelan Ponga will never play fullback for Queensland again. <laughs> just just <laughs> what, a, what a luxury what a luxury they've got. But if they both, if they both mm. fit, come around Origin next year. What do you do? Mm. What do you do? Over to you, Billy. Uh, <laughs> then you talk about the doubleheader in Perth. Rabbitohs, Sharks. Sharks are going backwards at a rate of knots, aren't they? In a hurry. In a real hurry. Uh, I, what do you make of this? I, I mean, we talked about Dale Finuke and the fact he's done for the year. and But Nico Hines is, is just not the Nico of old and, and we, no. we put him up on such a big pedestal. So where do you see how, what's Craig Fitzgibbon doing or trying to do this weekend against the bunnies? I actually thought he might've played in fullback um, against the bunnies with Will Kennedy out. And I think that would have been a nice little move for, for him to clear his head a little bit and get out of the, the engine room for a, for a game and just watch from the back and go, okay, I'll inject myself here. And obviously when he was with Melbourne storm, that's what made him hit the player he is. Um, I would have. I know Connor Tracy's fullback this weekend for them after Will Kennedy's been ruled out, but I don't. I don't even think about putting him somewhere closer to the action as well because I, I know he has played halves in his career as Connor Tracy, but they haven't gone with that. I don't know what's going on with the Sharkies. I honestly don't know what's going on with them because if you look at their, they're probably a, they're probably a front row, a big front row, a big bopper front row of short. Um, 
their back row of Nakora, Wade Graham, and Cam McGuinness is well. They've got Wade, who's in his thirties, and mm. and Cam McGuinness, who I spoke about, is my man of the round last weekend. But you can't keep doing that when you yep. you can't make eighty ta- one bloke can't make eighty tackles each week. They just got to get back to basics. I mean, Craig Fitzgibbon had him purring for the last couple of seasons. He's, he's been in coaching them, and for he's, it'd be, because they're playing with an ethos of, of tackle first, run later, and that's something they've forgotten. They've forgotten all about the defensive side of it, which is which is sad to see because they. I thought this team was going to be a top four team a, a couple of months ago um, before Origin, but now they're, they're backpedaling quickly. And the Rabbitohs, well, <clears throat> everything we said about um, the Knights with you know Bradman Best and Caelan Ponga in this very open, off the stadium setup. Say the same about Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnston, Campbell Graham, and Cody Walker. They will love the expansive size of Optus Oval, and they'll they'll exploit every second of it. And I think, I actually think the Souths could win in, in a bit of a big one this one. Well, Souths need it as well. These two teams are actually level on points, so it's not. Whilst we're talking about the slide of the Sharks, it's they need this. Are you are you surprised that Fitzy hasn't? At what point do you think he he'll put he'll have to roll the dice and, and put some faith back in Matt Moylan? I said last week that. Yeah, Matt Moylan's in my 13 every day of the week um, yeah. because I think he's, he's a, he's, he creates tries. And at the moment, they need points. Yep. Last week against Penrith, I got zero. And that's, for me, that's enter Matt Moylan. Get in, get yeah. in the side, put, yeah, put Nico at fullback, put uh, Trindle at seven, put Moylan at six, and let the rest unfold. See if you like can unlock your attack. Yeah. You've got, something's got to happen. It's, they're very similar to the Roosters at the moment. They just seem to be getting in each other's way, and they seem to be... They've got the team, they've got the cattle, but they haven't got the con- uh, the continuity to yeah. to hassle them them top teams at the moment. And other teams know it. Other teams are going in for the carcass, and they're 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 pecking at it strongly. Ironically, because that's what sharks normally do. Eels Dragons yeah. Combank Stadium Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Eels short price favourites in this one, obviously, and the return of yes. Dylan Brown, who has acknowledged. Uh, the mistakes he's made, and he's paying the price for those mistakes, and he's also acknowledged that he owes this team. Yep, so he should be man of the match. Obviously, he's going to be short of a gallop. Um, the Dragons last week, um, where did they play? They had the bye, didn't they, last week, I think, the Dragons? No, they beat, Manly could beat them down the gong. No, they lost, right. to the, yeah, they lost to the Manly. 24-18. Um, yeah, look, the, I think the Dragons are just treading water until you know Shane Flanagan comes along and um, you know, puts a bit of zest back into a, a lineup that's kind of begging for the finish line to, to be there upon them. Where the Eels, well, they've got a lot to play for. Um, currently sitting, what, 9th, 10th, 11th on the ladder. You've got to think that <clears throat> a loss in the next couple of rounds could be the end of their season. It's um, a really hard run home after this, too. This is a must win. Because yeah. it's Broncos after this, then it's the Roosters, then it's the Panthers. Yeah, wow. Wow. So there you go. They need this. This is a must-win. I think they will. I think they'll be Combank Stadium. It's a fantastic place to play rugby league, especially when it's your home ground. Um, there is a bit of rain predicted in Sydney over Saturday and Sunday. So make of that what you will. Mm. But I think the Eels will be too strong for the Dragons. Bulldogs have got the bye this round. So the final game of round twenty-three is the Raiders hosting West Tigers in Canberra, um, and no Sean Bloor. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Sean Bloor is out. I was, I thought, it was, I thought it was uh, your boy Buller out of the side, and I thought, oh, MG's not going to go well with this. Sean Bloor's no. my boy too. He's, he's the one I coached. Sean Bloor's your old boy, actually. You sixes. coached him, didn't you? <laughs> him and my young bloke Mav, um, Mav played up up an age under sixes. 
That's right. And uh, Shawnee Bloor was uh, my, the star of my team every time I got the boy, he'd score a try. It was awesome. <laughs> that was your coaching philosophy. Yours was a next sh- man up <laughs> philosophy. Give Yours was give it to Sean. <laughs> he was a big kid back then, even then. He's been playing great since um, he came back in the team. And I think he got a head knock last week and he was a bit unhappy about it as well mm. um, against the Rabbitohs. But look, the, t- the Raiders against the Knights last week, I, I think that was their worst performance of the season. 24, uh, 28 points to six. They're never in the game. They're never in the game. And that's a concern if I'm Ricky Stewart because if I want to play finals footy, which I think they will, I think they're going to play with, you know, they're going to be either around the fifth or sixth or seventh. Well, the scary thing for the Raiders, MG, is their differential. Which because, is? do you know what? You, you won't believe it when I tell you. Their differential, they sit fifth on the ladder. Their differential is minus 78. That's unheard of almost. They have, I fifth. kid you not, they are, if you go, if you were to order the ladder on differential, wow. they'd be yeah, sitting 12th. Shivers. Yeah, yeah. They're, and wow. it's because, and I've had a look through this season, it's because of the, they had a blowout loss to the, the Warriors, or 22-point loss to the Warriors. Uh, they suffered a 28-point loss to Manly, and your Panthers handed them a, a what was it, 39-point loss. So, But their wins have been coming by small margins, and they've suffered three big blowout losses. So they can't afford to get in a, a dogfight on, on points. They need to be staying a game clear of that, uh, you know, those 6th, 7th, and 8th teams. Well, there's been a bit of a reshuffle because obviously um, Jared Croker is out with a hamstring injury for the Raiders. So um, Ricky Stewart has shuffled his back line and will put Rapana, the fullback, and Seb Chris goes into the centres, um, and Nick Crotrick is back in first grade on the wing. So they're, they're trying to you know, make the, the, the try-scoring feats of the big boys out wide a little bit stronger, but it's up front where you've got to get the, the job done, and that's, that's uh, Josh Papalihi's and Joseph Tarpany's role, I think. Um, it's up to them to get the ball going forward, I think they will. I think, the, look, as I said, they, didn't, they couldn't play worse than they did against the Raiders last week no. at home, which is the two – they looked at – they looked at the board, and, and what a lot of rugby league teams do, they do things in blocks. So they'll look, you'll go into training, you'll say, okay, this is our next month of, of rugby league, boys. This is what we're doing. And they'll be, uh, you know, they'll be kind of really open and honest about things. This game against Newcastle coming up in two or three weeks, we've got to win that. That's ours at home. And now that they haven't, that's kind of put their their whole roster in a bit of, a, in a bit of peril because now they've got to win this one. And if the Tigers get close at one stage, at any stage in this game, and start to look like they're going to do something, they, they might panic a bit, the Raiders. Um, yeah. Luke Brooks is back. Dane Laurie's in the 5'8". Um, yeah, look, it's it's they've got they've got a strong team, the Tigers, and I like the way they've been trying every week, but I just can't see them beating the Raiders in Canberra. Right. There's our round 23 predictions. Quickly before we go, MG, I'm having some fun with this heading into the end of the season. The ladder lab, I'm living in it. I'm going through all the permutations and predictions. Last week, I told you what would happen if all the favourites won for the rest of the season. Yep. And we gave you a look at the finals. Today, you do. Yes. I'm going to tell you what the finals looks like. If all the non-favourites win, if every single underdog for the rest of the season gets up, wow. this yeah. is what the ladder will look like. Warriors miss out on finals. Oh, wow. <laughs> Broncos top the ladder. Panthers yep. second, Storm third, Sharks fourth, Raiders, Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Eels. So your first week of finals wow. uh, is the Broncos host, hosting the Sharks in Brisbane. 
You've got the Panthers playing the Storm still at home, so it's non non. They're the non-elimination, and then your elimination finals are the Raiders hosting the Eels and the Cowboys hosting the Bunnies. Wow, that's what like it's not aside from the Warriors. Yeah, it's not that. There's still all the right teams there. Just in, I think the Sharks are oh, the yeah, real yeah. beneficiary of that. Yeah, yeah, I think the the, the Sharks are a beneficiary of your <laughs> your, your kookiness. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. They're saying we actually we agree with you. We think you are right on the boil. Yeah, look, it's it's a, it's a great way to look at it, and, and well done. It's a I, I like the, I like these little uh, these ladder predictions that you come we'll up with keep, each week. Now, we'll keep having some fun. We might we might look at the form form horses, the form dogs next week. We might just let form dictate the results uh, heading into next week's uh, ladder prediction. But you one, hey. I want to do one. I want you to do one for the before the season's out on the uh, the youngest team versus the oldest. Oh, youth. Team. Youth. youth, youth. I'm doing it next week. Next youthful week, exuberant, youthful exuberance <laughs> v the old uh, the old stages. Next week, it is youth v experience with youth to prevail. We'll let you know what that final system looks like because the old dogs are getting tired. We know that nobody's 100 percent fit at this time of the year. <laughs> hey, and congratulations to you, MG, and your young fella on his new contract with the Panthers. Great news that he's sticking around. Thank you, brother. He's, he's very exciting. happy as as am I. It's exciting. It's great to have a guy at the Panthers. All right. Until then, enjoy your weekend of footy, and I'll see you next week, mate. Adios, partner. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.